What's happening? Hi, welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm she, the famous, the one and only, the only Crystal Crawford. Welcome to the show, you guys. Um, it is live. If you're watching this in the future, this is not relevant, but if you're watching this today, it is July 24th, 2019. Hello, hello. I am in Swift Current, Saskatchewan at my beautiful friend Joanna's house. I'm at her kitchen table. If you guys are listening to this, this is not relevant to you, but her living room is down there. I'm just up here. Oh my goodness. And I called this week's show Avoidance, Involvement, Engagement, Which One Creates? Avoidance, Involvement, or Engagement, Which One Creates? Hey, hey, hi, Christina. Hi, Aisha Ghoul. Hi, Paula. Hi, Chris. So exciting when you guys join me live. Um, so I have a new class starting. Uh, it was actually going to start like a month ago, and then I went on the road and I have been facilitating my face off, and so many of you have had a chance to hug and mash up live around the world. So I've been facilitating foundations. I'm facilitating my first Talk to the Entities class this weekend here in Swift Current. Um, so many classes around the world. And so I didn't go live last week, which is the first live show that I missed in like three years. That is not happening again. And, um, and so this, this class that I'm starting is called Marketing to Engage. And I actually had a whole conversation about this in my Actualized Business program today around engagement. And it was, it's been way more dynamic than I think I even knew. And way more, there's been way more questions about this. And so I was looking at how I could um, sort of give you a preface of this topic before we actually dive in. Because I've got a free call on this happening on Monday. And I'm going to make sure that the link gets put and attached to this video so that you can sign up for that. It's actually happening on Monday. And then a five-part series that's going to look at what is being engaging. We talk about in what is being engaging with landing pages, with emails, with face, with social media, with people in general. And are you avoiding people? Are you getting involved with people? Or are you engaging with them? And so I want to talk a little bit about that today and then invite you to all the things. Um, where do I even start with this? Okay. The word engagement was a word that I was introduced to first by the marketing community when I started doing online business. And it's flipped around in that industry. In that group of people, engagement is just like tossed around as if it's just another kind of a industry term. And, and it's talked about like you want to create content so that you can engage with your people. Um, hi, Patricia. Hi, Claudia. Hi, Heather. Hi, Jamie. Um, but what I noticed from the very beginning was when I started to get my start educating myself on, you know, creating online business and whatever, I noticed that the words themselves really just had no energy to them. They were just they just were industry terms. It was terminology. And I was having a really different experience and also a different result with my social media engagement, I guess you could call it, than most of the people around me. And so there was a there was a period of time, years there, where I was creating a lot with you guys and engaging with you guys, even though I didn't know that's what I was doing, and not knowing how to talk about it and not really getting what was different about me. And then Gary, this last year, started talking about engagement. Um, I just somewhat engaged with my audience on Facebook. I did a video, but it was sideways. Oh, well. 
that's cool. Um, so anyway, Gary, Gary Douglas, who's the founder of Access Consciousness, started talking about engagement versus involvement. And that really piqued my ears because I was like, what do, you, what do you mean? You know, engagement. And so that conversation started adding to what I already knew about this. And it's, it's broadened into this, this, this thing. So if you're, how many of you guys avoid people? in all the ways. Like, how many of you guys would be considered introverts, avoid people, don't like people, really wish your business didn't include people even though you're in a people business? I'm gonna assume by the energy that came up, hi Kim, nice to see you, Kimberly. Maybe all of you. One of the things we talk about in foundation class is that, hey, you know what, you probably don't like people that much. And by probably we mean, you don't like people that much, isn't that right? <laughs> And every time I we have we go through that section in the manual and we have that conversation in class. Hi, Andrea. Um, uh, everybody resonates with it. Like, yeah, I don't like people that much. But one of the things that follows that conversation is until you acknowledge how much you don't like people, you can't acknowledge how much you care, how much you actually care about everybody and everything. And so, for more on that, find a foundation class. Um, but. But that for me was what created a lot of my avoidance. It was that and, um, I'm seeing all your comments now. I don't like people, some of them sometimes, hell yes. Exactly. So that, there was tons of years where I never acknowledged how much I didn't like people and so I just avoided them. But the other thing I was avoiding with that was my awareness of people's worlds because getting around people was this super intense thing. And um, I thought forever that the intensity was anxiety. Hi, Yuko. Hi, Jenny. Anxiety and fear and all the things that we decide was social awkwardness. You know, we, all these labels that we put on it, I didn't know any different. And so people just were really uncomfortable for me, so I just avoided them. And so I would dive into books and anything besides people. And even to this day, I would say, I was saying in my last foundation class that when I travel to a new city, I have to like work myself up to leaving the house. I will almost go without food rather than go outside until I'm so hungry that it doesn't matter anymore or I've had a little bit of alcohol. Like still to this day, my awareness of other people is so intense for me that, that choosing to get outside of that is still a choice. It's getting easier and easier, but that's still there. So. So that's, so avoidance for me was like the way that I dealt with things. But then it kind of, it, it was avoidance and involvement. And what involvement is, is like getting involved in something, right? Getting involved in the mafia, getting involved in the cool at work. I mean, I, so getting involved. But, but when it came to um, like the, the bigger picture of getting involved, the difference between getting involved and engaging is that getting involved means you get involved in people's stories, people's feelings, or yours. You're getting involved in all of that instead of engaging with the energy that you want to, that you are, engaging with the energies you're going to create in the world, engaging with all of their energies with no point of view, and then creating what you'd like to have. And so I was either like, hi, Christian, hi, Susie, oh my gosh. Um, I will answer your question, Kimberly Rankin. Um, Starting to recognize the difference between getting involved in people's lives and just engaging with people became a key thing for me. 
And that's just one facet of it, because we can also talk about getting involved in social media and engaging with people on social media in a way that creates, or getting involved in the linearity of this reality when it comes to landing pages, or engaging with the energies and the molecules that you'd like to invite people to. Like, there's so many different facets of this conversation, which is why I'm going to do a five-part class on it, because there's all these different things to look at. But, but generally speaking, involvement is losing yourself in stuff, and engaging is being the affect that now other people have to deal with and either choose or not choose. And so Kimberly asks, is anxiety a demand of being something different that our bodies are making of us? Anxiety is awareness and energy. And fear is the thing that we use to cover up potency. So fear is what we call a distractor implant. It actually distracts us from choosing and having available what we really have available, which is this incredible amount of potency. Um, so anxiety, most of the time, anxiety is misidentified energy and awareness. So, I, yeah, Pilar, I don't like people at all. No, I know. Yeah, none of us like people that much. And until you really start to acknowledge that you don't like people, you won't be willing to engage with them either which is really weird. And so how many of you guys have people businesses? You either run bars or body processes or you're a coach or you're a facilitator or, 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 or lots of people businesses. Most businesses are involve people of some sort. And how many of you have tried to avoid or involve yourself with them and used that to negate what you could actually choose to be with them, which is you engaging as you with them. So everything that is times a godzillion, we destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all in shorts, boys and beyonds. What, in, what engagement are you refusing with the involvement you keep choosing? And everything that is, times a gazillion, will you destroy and create all that? Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all in shorts, boys and beyonds. So if you're new to that crazy statement, go to theclearingstatement.com and you can get all the info on that. But so how do you then, uh, Susie loves being around people. She's one of the amazing weird ones. And that's great. And the thing for me is that I care about people intensely. And so what I was avoiding was how much I care. And, I, and then I would get involved with their lives and then negate me. And so then use that to avoid. I mean, it was this, so avoidment and involvement are really like flip sides of the same dysfunctional coin, basically. And engagement is like pulling energy, permeating you out into the world. And then what would I like to create here? Um, I had a few, I've had a lot of scenarios since I've been traveling where I've gotten to hang out with a bunch of different people. And one of the things that kind of keeps coming up when people hang out with me, what they tend to notice is that I fill up the room. Like I, and, and everybody, everybody notices this very differently, but I'll give you one example. So I was out um, in Paris shopping with my friend Virginie and we were in, we were on the Champs-Elysees, which is this massive boulevard that leads to the Arc de Triomphe and um, shops everywhere. It's very like, uh, very posh, very the place to be. So there's tons of people. And um, we'd been in class all day and we went over to the Mac store to like get some makeup because she wanted to like, you know, love makeup and blah, blah, blah. So we're out there on the Champs-Elysees. So I had on that day, um, well, I had my hair, which is already sort of striking. And then I had on this bright red lipstick and these bright orange shoes. So my lipstick and my shoes matched and I had on this dress. And so I wasn't dressed in shorts and like runners or anything. I was dressed. So I was already, I was already pulling a fair bit of attention, just walking. But then I went into Mac and like he did my eyes and I came out of Mac and I was just like, I was like a shiny new penny. 
And so one of the things I noticed in Europe is that with the way that I am and the way that I walk through the streets, people do a double take, not just because I'm pretty, but I look like I am somebody. And I didn't really get this at first because I was like, they're not actually looking at me like, holy fuck, she's hot. It was more like, holy fuck, do, should I know her? It was more like, should I know her? And I didn't really notice this until, um, until uh, Virginie pointed it out. But I started looking at what, what I was choosing with that. And there was, a, there was a while back when I really started, I don't know, recently, this year, when I started to get that I wasn't doing that, that I was walking out into the world hoping that, you know, people would be kind or people would like me or whatever, whatever that energy was in my personal life. But then when I was facilitating, I would be, you know, the space of like total knowing, total presence, total confidence, no doubt, you know. So I started noticing the discrepancy. And I started playing with that after a right voice class with Christopher Hughes, where he really showed us like permeating your energy out into the world and actually letting the world know that you're there. And I started seeing how much I hadn't been choosing that, even in as visible as I am and as many videos as I've done and all that stuff, there was a lot of permeating that I hadn't been doing. And so I just changed it. And I would, I, I started dressing different. So I started wearing dresses that like I'm wearing a dress today. I started wearing my pearls. I started doing my hair, doing my makeup um, and at home. And then I started going out into public like that and just being that in the world. And literally when I walk out of the house, permeating my energy into every single space. And yeah, Christina was at that class. That was amazing. Well, it, everything started changing from that moment on. Added to that was I went to a three-day body class with Shannon O'Hara and I asked um, about this discrepancy of like, well, in my personal life, I'm doing this weird stuff. But when I facilitate, I'm like, there's no doubt in my world when I facilitate. You ever come to a class with me, like it's straight shooting, very direct, instant change. Because I don't do doubt. I do knowing when I'm facilitating. Hi, Shana. And she said, well, you just have to always facilitate. She's like, I don't have a personal life. I'm always on. I'm always present. I'm always that present. And that's the thing when you're a facilitator, you have to be present. You have to be willing to be the dominant entity or facilitating just doesn't work. You can't facilitate from a space of doubt. You have to be the best version of yourself. You actually have to choose to be all that you are to facilitate. And so her thing of like, well, I just don't have a personal life. I facilitate all the time added this extra element to it where I then not only walked out into the world and began to permeate everywhere, but I stopped being personal and started being a facilitator all the time. And that has created so much. And it's created so much in the conversations that I, like I'm around so many different people now because I'm traveling so much. And so it's created tons in the conversation that I'm having with people. It's changed the way I'm posting on Facebook. It's changed the emails that I'm sending out. It's changing the energy of the classes I'm creating. That choice is now permeating all of my choices. But my point of view now, literally, as I walk around in the world and as I do these shows now and as I post, is that you're in my world now. Everywhere that I am, you are now in my world. I'm not in your world. I can perceive your world. I can receive your world. I'm aware of your world dynamically. But now you're in my world. So now you have to deal with me. And I care a lot. And I'm tough as nails. And I'm fun. And I'm sexual and I'm sexualness, and I'm intimidating, and I'm kind, and I'm all of it. 
and I look like this and I say fuck. And so it's all the things. And now you've got to deal with whatever that creates for you. And I'll be there. And if you leave, that's cool. And if you stay, that's even better. And none of that is my problem. So are you choosing that? Or are you choosing something else? And in all the things that you're creating with your business, this space comes through, right? Every, every post you make, every, everything, every post you make, every landing page you create, every email you write is coming from you in whatever it is you're choosing to be. So if you're being a lot of doubt and you're involved in your own self, in the stories of why you can't and why you shouldn't and I don't know and if you're like in computation and like if that's the space you're being with you and you're involved in that then everything you create is coming out of that so it's going to have all those energies with it but if instead you're creating from this engaged with like I'm engaged with me being me and what is possible and being being the facilitator that I am and that doesn't have a definition to it that's like as a facilitator I'm present and I'm aware and I'm, I am capable and I can, and you know, the story is not real. And like as a facilitator, all of these available choices are already there for me. So when I'm functioning as that, life is just easier and powerful. And so as that, engaging the world as that creates something totally different. And that's the world I wanna live in. That's the world I wanna live in. So what are you getting involved in, in your own self? And how are you using, here's, a, here's another facet to this, is that we're all control freaks. Are you a control freak? I'm a control freak. I'm a control freak of magnitude. And I've been getting a lot of questions in my classes of like, well, how do I let go of control? Because that's one of, the, one of the clearings that we give out in Access Consciousness that Gary tells us to run over and over and over is what would it take? What energy, space, and consciousness? Can me and my body be to be out of control, out of linearity, out of concentricity, out of form and structure, and out of definition for all eternity? That's a lot of linear things to be out of, right? And so people come into my classes with like, well, I, if I could get anything out of this class, I'd like to, to not control anymore, let go of control. And one of the things that's been showing up for me, another awareness around this engagement thing, is that I, all of these things that we want to get rid of, like, I don't want to have my awareness anymore. It's too strong. It's too much. Sorry, dude. You're stuck with it. It's a capacity. We have these capacities. We have these capacities for awareness. We have these capacities for caring. We have these capacities for control. They're not wrong. They're capacities. But when they're used un unconsciously, they're, we almost always use them to destroy ourselves. So most of the people that I know, including me, used my capacity to control, to try to control other people. Right? That's what projections and expectations are for, is to try to control other people. If I project and expect at you hard enough, and then I have enough feelings that you do what I want, then you'll do what I want. I've done that so much. Right? Like That's actually using your control freak to try to control other people. But if control is a capacity, it's not wrong, and you can't get rid of it. You are it. You are a walking control freak of magnitude. I know because I am one. Then how do you use it? And Gary has said, Gary Douglas, founder of Access, has said over and over and over to us as a wedge, he's like, you guys don't want to be free, you want to be right. You would rather be right than be free. 
And then that's, that's a whole class in and of itself. Like that's a whole talk in and of itself. But we want to be right about how wrong we are. We want to be right about how fucked up we are. We want to be right about how we can't. We want to be right about how, you know, depressed we are and anxious we are. And we want to be right about all these crazy ass things. Why? Because we defend them. So then what is then controlling to be free? Because we control to be right. We defend our limitations. We hold on to them. We justify them with all the stories. So we hold on. We want to be right about our stories and right about our whys and right about our becauses. So we're right, 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 using all this control to be right. But then what is using control to be free? How does that look? And this is where, you know, tying back into my story about choosing to be a facilitator in every single moment. Like, I'm just going to be a facilitator like all the time. Well, that requires an intense amount of presence. There's not a moment as a facilitator that you are allowed to check out because that moment that you check out in class is the moment that somebody could get free. And they might have been in that moment, you know, giving you the thing that you could have used to create freedom for them. So you don't check out as a facilitator. You know, as a great facilitator, you you stay present and you don't buy into the story because when you buy into the story, you stick that other person. And that's not what you're there for. You're there to create and be the catalyst for more freedom, for more choice. So being that in your personal life requires an intense amount of presence. And so how, where does control show up then? Control is, oh man, I'm in, I don't know, and I don't feel like it. Well, is that true? And if I were being a facilitator here, what would I choose? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I can, and this seems kind of hard, and... I, I don't have enough money, and so I'm not really sure where that's going to come from. Control is, is that true? And are you, are you the source of creation? And that's, that is just an interesting point of view. So if you had no point of view about how this would show up or what you could choose here, what would you choose? Control is actually taking all your reasons and your justifications and your stories and turning it into a question. Control would be taking what comes through your head or the feelings that you have and using interesting point of view. I have this point of view for every single thought and feeling emotion, no matter how you feel about it. And in those moments, you're beginning to control and engage with consciousness to create more freedom for you and the world. Instead of getting involved in your stories, Instead of getting involved in the feelings, instead of getting involved in why you can't, you're engaging with those energies. Okay, I see you. I hear you. I get that you're there. And you're using something different and using control to create a different result. You're controlling for greatness, controlling for freedom, for you. So what do you choose? Like, what do you choose with you? Do you choose usually to let your feelings run away with you, to let your thoughts run amok, to let your limitations just take you down the stream into despair and panic and worry? And is that what you choose normally? If you were willing to engage with consciousness and engage with the tools in a different way, like if you were willing to really engage with interesting point of view, I have this point of view with every single thought and feeling and emotion and point of view, what would be possible? What would be available? If you were willing to, out of that space, you know, like maybe get onto, if you're creating a business, you get onto Facebook, all this shit comes up. I don't want to, I can't, oh, blah, blah, blah. engage 
with interesting point of view. I have this point of view, engage with the energies that you are there to institute. Engage with all the people who want to choose you. What would be possible? What would come out of your mouth that's different? Are you busy proving and doing or are in getting involved in the proving and the doing or are you engaging with the consciousness and the possibilities that you'd like to institute and what could come out of your mouth to invite people to it and this is where the conversation with access consciousness tools just diverges from the one in traditional marketing because we all have this sort of the same basic generic tools to use in this reality, right? We've got it for business. Let's just say for a minute, like, you know, we've got email and we've got pages and we've got all these building blocks, right? We've got social media now, thank God, um, videos, etc. Like we've got all these building blocks of things we can use. But what are you being with them? How are you using them? Are you using them to create? Are you using them to negate? Are you using them to create more in other people's worlds? Or are you using it to prove? All these same things can be used for totally different things. And, and what are you doing with them? And what could you choose that's even greater than that? So you can see probably now why this needs to be five calls, because this extrapolated out over different topics is very, very helpful. Um, but just for now, like one of the questions you can ask yourself, if I wasn't getting involved in the story, what could I choose? If I was engaging with what's true for me here, what would I choose? And play with pulling energy, but then permeating your energy out into the world and see what changes with everything. You're so welcome. Hi, Cindy Lynn. Hi, Wendy. Um, yeah. And so keep your eyes out for a link for a free call. I'm going to do on this where you can actually ask your questions about this because I get there's this, this is a big broad topic and I'll make sure you get the link for that. Keep your eyes out for the paid class and if this conversation contributed to you, would you share it? I'd be really grateful. I'll see you next week.